This week's episode brought to you by Doppelgangers, Inc. Have you ever committed to a party or event that you really don't want to go to? Doppelgangers, Inc. is here to help you fulfill your social contracts while simultaneously allowing you to avoid social interaction at all costs. How? We create clone slugs of you and send them to your event in your place. They are outfitted with a nervous system, allowing them to feel pain and respond to questions at a second grade reading level. The clones are disposable and don't have a strong enough frame of reference to feel anything but confusion and sadness, so they welcome death. Doppelgangers, Inc., for when you know you can't stomach another one of your spouse's company Christmas parties. Call Doppelgangers, Inc. today at 555-ABOMINATION. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. releases always get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good hello and welcome to horror movie talk your panel looks for host each week are me dr bruce hansen who holds a phd in spookology and across from me sits david day the foremost expert in scare no-nos. If you guys aren't a Patreon member, you should be, because today on the Afterpod, I'm going to be playing a special little ditty where Biz Marquee sings Benny and the Jets uh, for the Beastie Boys. Um, we're going Today, we have a great show for you. We're going to be reviewing just a, just a sleeper, sleeper hit. I'm coming right out of the box and saying it. I'm, I'm saying this is one of my very favorite movies of the year so far. This is The Night House. I'm very excited to review this movie, but y'all should know that uh, that if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by heading over to our website at HorrorMovieTalk.com, clicking on any of our social media links over there, or, you know, you can read our reviews, blogs, whatnot, and, uh, you know, reach out to us on social media, Twitter, Facebook. We have a great Facebook group. We also have second Saturday watch parties where we uh, shoot the shit with you guys uh, on streamlounge.io. Make yourself an account over there, and then we uh, then we stream a movie with you with a chat box, and we, uh, you know, we're on the screen and blah, blah, blah. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out a whole bunch. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do so on the show by calling our voicemail line and leaving us a message at 682-253-4468. Or if you would like to leave a big juicy toot, you can do so by calling our bodily fluids exchange at 252-228-4628. Great show today. As I said, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. Score on a scale of 1 to 10. Y'all know how that works. After we give our score, we get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be doing bad reviews of good movies. This time, it's going to be Gremlins. Mm. So we're going to say what terrible, see what terrible things users have ha- have had to say about Gremlins. I I can't. I mean, I can't really think of any bad things to say about Gremlins. It, 
can you? I mean, you'd have to like do it with today's eyes of like, oh, it's not, it doesn't look real. It looks like a bunch of puppets. <laughs> yeah, but the CGI. Be better with CG. CGI doesn't look better. It looks like CGI. Yeah, but you can't have like a gremlin, like a motorcycle jumping over like a gremlin orgy. Yeah, there can't be like gratuitous explosions yeah. and like. Yeah. Well, they could have gratuitous gratuitous explosions. Yeah, just but, not like whole city blocks, right? But like that was what they had back in the eighties was lots of explosions, not in I gremlins. Mean, well, not in Gremlins. Yeah, but well, I'm saying wait, okay. <laughs> These are the well. Li- that's where they went wrong. <laughs> uh, so, as I said, we went and saw the Night House, which is the weakest title ever. Um, and I was blown away by the depth of the storyline, the way the movie played with tension, and the insane twist. So, without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. <laughs> wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses through the open doors the harmless phantoms on their errands glide with feet that make no sound upon the floors we meet them at the doorway on the stair along the passages they come and go impressions on the air, a sense of something moving to and fro. The Nighthouse, rated R. The Nighthouse can be found in theaters right now, so head over to your uh, your local cinema and check it out i would say i would say you know uh you know if this is a movie that after we give the synopsis and the review if it sounds interesting to you i would say don't listen to the spoilers section go out and check it out because what what about you would would you make that same recommendation yeah this is one of those situations where like you should definitely go see it it's one of those that uh, sneaks under the radar and it's it seems like a very innocuous movie. It feels like, okay, here's another generic thriller with a girl in a house. And it's genuinely like a really new concept to me. And Ridiculously really, good. Really well executed. Yeah. I... I it's, it's weird because I went in expecting... Well, I'll get into that in a, in a moment. Here's the uh, here's the synopsis. Beth, played by Rebecca Hall, which you will remember most recently from Godzilla vs. Kong, has just lost her husband, but not to natural circumstances. He actually killed himself on the lake in their boat in a tragic boating accident. Uh, this is an incredible surprise to Beth because not only was it sudden, but her husband never showed any signs of depression or mental illness. It was an accident! Yeah, no, and it was a total... It, did, it seemed like it would have been an accident were it not for the incredibly intentional nature of his suicide. Um, as we follow Beth in her shocked grief, we learn more and more about her husband, who seemed to be hiding an alternate life from her. Uh, we went to... He went to great lengths to keep this other life hidden from Beth, 
which is concerning enough without the nightly visits she gets from an ominous presence that may be human or may be paranormal in nature. Paranature in normal. As Beth digs deeper into her husband's past, she finds a terrifying secret that he kept from her, which left me quite emotional. And everyone gets more nighthouse than they bargained for. Yeah, um... At the end of this, I felt I felt some existential level of <laughs> realization. Like I I didn't think it affected you that much. I mean, it was uh, I did. It's making me tear up right now. Like it uh like the um, it really uh it kind of speaks to like human nature and um, and this quest to f- like to figure out what it's everything is, you know, like what what's the point, you know, and uh, and to that end, this movie toys with that in a really like scary but also like kind of practical way. That's you see what it's going for, you know. You you go, oh, this is talking to this. This this eternal question that everyone mm-hmm. has, mm-hmm. which is like, what's the point, or what? Yeah, why? it really has a strong element of existential dread. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, my review for the Night House is, um, it kind of came out of left field for me. Like I said, I vaguely remember seeing the trailer before the theater shut down, I believe, and not being impressed by the title or the portrayal of the story uh, in the trailer. What I walked away from yesterday or two days ago uh, left me emotional, kind of scared, and somewhat enlightened. Uh, the Night House takes grief and places it front and center, then places weird new rules on the nighttime that Beth now experiences. There are uh, moments in this movie um, where it feels very much like a home invasion flick, and others where it feels straight out of a paranormal activity movie. It even feels like a detective thriller at moments. But with all of these things, all of these different kind of um, types, elements elements thrown together, it never feels cluttered or confused about what it is. Um, And the way this movie deals with sadness and curiosity is something that I connected with deeply. And I'm finding it hard to review because of how, like, really gobsmacked it left me. I just, uh, I don't, it's hard, like, I feel like I need a therapy session, you know, where I get to say, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I guess that's what this is going to be. So, um, if monsters or aliens or raging killers are what scare you, this may not be your thing. But if death and things that go bump in the night make your hackles rise, this is right up your alley. What do you, what do you think about this? Um, I mean, I would say if you like monsters, there's a uh, there's a monster element in this that's pretty cool. I mean, n- it's not a monster movie. Yeah, but I, I think. Yeah, I just think about I, when I think about like it's it's more towards supernatural, definitely. Yeah, I go. Um, I always go, just go in my head. I go, would Bugsy like this? Every time, I just go, would Bugsy okay, Siegel like? Right, this? right, right. No, this would be way too pretentious. And the answer is no. Yeah. You know, he's like, where's the guy with the knife? Why isn't he stabbing her to death right let's, now? Let's predict. Where where on Bugsy's list of like a hundred plus horror movies would he place this? It's hard to tell. 
I mean, Bugsy, definitely. I mean, he shoves this list under your nose anytime uh-huh. you talk to him about right. anything, and he's like, "Look, look at it." So I should know, but uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel like he'd put it somewhere in the middle. You know, he'd just leave it in the average section. I'm gonna say seventy-two out of out of however many movies that he's well without context. So it's, a, it's around a hundred. What? I, I'm now. I'm a little confused. Okay, he's, co- he's reviewed around 100. I'm putting him where he would put it in the order of all the movies that he's on ah, his master okay, list okay. of. Yeah, yeah, the, movies that he's yeah. Watched. 72 between 50 and 75, okay. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This is one of those experiences where <laughs> it's what I crave in the movie going experience of like being surprised. Yeah, and being pleasantly surprised <laughs> to where you have no expectations for the movie or low expectations. Yes. But not only does it fulfill all the, you know, expectations of a good movie, it like goes further than that. And it's like, wow, I, where did this come from? It, it's the same uh, experience that I had with Hereditary. This, Even, it's exact, this is the closest experience that I can draw to Hereditary. Yeah. And even with Hereditary, I went into it knowing, like, okay, well, some of my respected movie reviewers really liked it, so it should actually be pretty good. But even then, it was like, holy shit, how did this first-time, like, feature filmmaker make that? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It is. It's And then watching this is, is kind of the same way. I was like, I didn't, you know, I don't know Rebecca Hall's work or the, any of this well, I guess the this director was the same director that did The Ritual, which was very good. But this is way better than The Ritual, even. And I really like The Ritual. Yeah, this is this is a a, a re, yeah, d- this is directed by David Bruckner and um and like you said, he did The Ritual. He did VHS. Yeah. Um which is a a pretty pretty good um isn't that a anthology anthology movie? one? Did he yeah, do all a, of them, or did he just like do a? It's a found footage anthology movie. I don't know section of it. He he, uh, no. Oh yeah, he did a segment in it. Yeah, good 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 call. He did Amateur Night. So I mean, he's it's a good director, but not like a known name necessarily. He's he's the one doing the Hellraiser reboot. Yeah, which will be interesting. I mean, it, For there's next year. This movie has all the things that I look for, which is an emotional core. Yeah. Kind um exploring deeper concepts and and emotions in the horror genre and really just being really well directed in terms of like um setting up Holding the dread, holding the tension, holding the tension, just, and just like, like setting a big ball of tension in your lap and being like, yeah. "Well, you hold that for a while, and just yeah. hold it." <laughs> Subverting expectations and uh, and then just delivering in the end. Like I think, uh, the, just sticking the landing is probably one of the most impressive things that this movie does. Better than Hereditary in a lot. I think a lot of people will feel better about oh, yeah, the ending yeah. on this than they did. Hereditary. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I like both types of endings where it's like the Magnolia ending where mm-hmm. you have this like deep, like, you know, emotional and and complex and 
rich world that you create, and then the ending is just frogs that fall from the sky. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's just like, but it's so, it's so like out of the blue that you're like, oh, that's just a bizarre way to end it. And I, I really like kind of the big movies. fish, the big fish play. Yeah, movies that kind of do that, and then uh, also movies that like just completely encompass the theme and and just like put a bow on yeah. what they're trying to say. And that's this movie is kind of the latter. And, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, and it reminded me a lot of some other of my favorite horror movies. Um, the Babadook was, I mean, it was really, to me, it was really close to the Babadook in terms of like theme and, um, and like style of, of, uh, building the dread. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, Hereditary, I mean, some some of these great recent, you know, A24 films where you just have a really rich um, set of characters and a story that's, that's really interesting that you haven't really necessarily seen before, but it really um, mines all the goodness from the great movies yeah. of the genre. And it was just high praise. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I agree with you. Um, if you haven't seen it, I think you should stop before we get into the spoilers and stop the podcast and go watch it because this is one of those where I just have a real strong endorsement to go see it. Yeah, same. And, and, and the spoilers will, will wreck it for you pretty good. (laughs) So, um. Yeah. Normally, I I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I just keep listening to our show no matter what. I mean, go back, go back and listen to a couple other episodes. To make up for this one that you're not going to listen to because you're going to watch it in theaters. But but leave, uh, leave a review. And, and <laughs> yeah, my score for this is uh, is ten out of ten. This like it's just um, this definitely transcends genre. Ba- this is the definition of transcending genre boundaries. This just feels. Um, it feels like it hits some sort of universal truth. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I love it. This one's hard because I don't know why I wouldn't give it a 10, but I don't feel like I want to give it a 10. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a real strong reason for that other than... Look, here. Here's what, you're, here's what you're going through. Here, can I pause it? Sure. Can I guess at what you're going through? We had a year where we literally weren't allowed to see any new releases. Um, uh-huh. Really, like g- generally speaking, and so what did we do? We went and saw all the classics, and we ended yeah. up just going ten, ten, ten because we we saw the thing, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, like all of these, like just really ten out of tens all the way down, and so we got tenned out. That's is that is there some kernel of truth in that? Well, I mean, always I'm always aware of like recency bias of like. I really like this movie right now, but mm-hmm. is it going to hold up the test of time? And, and how much of that is like, well, it's better than I, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. Does that mean it's actually as good as I feel it is? Or is it just like it's getting the benefit of being better than my expectations? Wow. You played um, yourself. <laughs> you're, you're deep in there. I mean, I, there's a couple. <sighs> Um, 
No, I mean, I'll I'll give it a ten out of ten, um, a low ten out of ten. Ooh, just because there's there's a couple little acting moments that were like, okay, this needs a little more, or this is going back to the same well a little too many times. Yeah, but overall, like the concept and ex- execution of this was so excellent, and I think it's um, transcends genre boundaries in, in the sense that I feel like a lot of people outside of, you know, horror fanatics are going to really, really like this movie. And um, it deserves a lot of attention, especially for direction and, and writing. Um, but as we all know, it's never going to get awards or anything as a horror movie. Oh, no. Yeah, no, this is... I mean, prove me wrong, Academy, because you're definitely listening to Horror Movie Talk podcast. Um, yeah, okay. Well, two tens. That's high praise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just like to take just a moment to shed a little bit of light on something that's a transgression that's transpiring um, uh, uh, upon us. Oh. We're being attacked. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm sure you've noticed. We're being Are attacked. Are you talking about on Facebook? By Michael and Hans and, uh, and now Magnus and even Clay. Uh, they're all ganging up on us. In the form of memes on our Facebook group, Horror Movie Talk Facebook group. If you head over to facebook.com slash group slash horror movie talk, you'll see a bunch of goddamn memes about these idiots. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Hans. I love Magnus. I I have feelings about Michael as well. And I don't... And Clay, I mean, he's trying to piggyback onto this whole thing. I'm just saying they're trying to get us to review SS experiment camp two which seems like a rape movie and i just like to say can somebody who wants you to watch rape be the good guy (laughs) do you do you think they're the good guy here everyone (laughs) audience listen you can they're trying to like they're trying to like get a you know they looped magnus in to get but he's just a gullible swede that has a good uh, a good campaign manager. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're new to the horror movie talk uh, meta world, um, there was a huge campaign to get us to review Rats: Night of Terror. Yes, by Magnus specifically, yeah. and it was really impressive. And it it lasted for such a long time months, literally three or four months. Yeah, months. And he recruited and like lobbied and and like you know gerrymandered. <laughs> <laughs> redistricted like lobbied the patrons and somehow we watched rats night of terror well i'll tell you how it happened the patrons got behind yeah. him and forced us to with right. their vote and it was awful it was real bad and now i'm getting reports from like hmt like dustin tried to watch this movie our boy dustin gobel mm-hmm Try, tried to watch SS Experiment Camp 2, and he said, I had to turn it off after 20 minutes. Yeah. Because there was too much rape. And Rats was just a real bad experience. And, and, and Dustin's like saying this is worse than Rats. And Rats, like, not a lot of people were interested in listening to that episode. Mm-mm. I hope that Magnus listened to it on repeat for, like, 80 times, because definitely wasn't one of our most popular episodes. So now... We're getting lobbied again, and it's kind of feeling like it's being a thing. And I almost want to like bring down the strong arm of the law and like 
I could just I don't I don't want to use the ban hammer. I don't, don't want to just like wow. ban them from the group, but I could turn on post approval. Yeah, you could. But then I could just make these things disappear. But then but then the community would lose out on these spicy memes. Some yeah. of these memes are spicy. And it would have kind of the Streisand effect, probably. Oh, oh yeah. That's going to come and smack you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, boy, I forgot exact. I forgot, immediately forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, you know, the one good thing did come out of rat, the whole rats thing is, I think our strongest, funniest episode maybe ever was Bats. Right. And we yeah. reviewed bats out of confusion, thinking the people wanted us to review bats, but they really wanted rats. Yeah, we got confused. And if you haven't listened to our review of bats, 1997's bats, then uh, you you need to go back and listen to that episode. It is a funny one. Anyway, don't back these guys on hashtag SSEC2. They're- yeah, let's just say, I mean, uh, this is really starting to divide because people understand like the implications of... Mm-hmm this yeah. like movement of like are you going to get behind the the meme of making us review a terrible movie are you are you going to protect horror movie talk right are you going to be on our side or on the side of the people that want to destroy us or a bunch of hooligans do you do you really stand for hooliganry mhm and the answer is, I mean, it's up to you, but the answer is no. Right. If you'd, uh, another way, if you'd like to support us other than, uh, you know, other than not supporting hooliganry is to head on over to nightchannels.com and, uh, and check out their shirts, their sweatshirts, all of their attire. And, uh, y- you know what? Just, just head on over. All I'm asking you to do is just type it into your browser, nightchannels.com. Look at, Look at some shirts. That's all I'm asking. I guarantee you, you're going to, you, if you are able to X out of that browser, you'll be back in a, they in got, a day or two. You'll be like, oh, there's this one that yeah. just worked its way into my head, and I'm, now I'm buying some, it. some fantastic designs that you're not going to see anywhere else, and they've got a couple different um, levels of quality of t-shirt. Um, yeah, you, you know, can, kind of the generic tea and then like kind of a nice soft a canvas ooh, tea, the, yeah. the kind of teas that you want rubbing against your nipples. Oh. And then mm. also for a big guy like me, I love that they have extended sizes. Oh, bingo. So it's for everyone. Yeah. And they're affordable and even more affordable if you use code HMT at checkout and get 13% off. Certifiably the spookiest percentage. They got a bunch of stuff uh, and you should definitely support them because they support us. They're our favorite sponsor and they're local to us. They're here out of uh, Portland, Oregon. So, uh, so please check them out. Hey guys, you know what time it is. If you're a big fan of the show, you know that one of our favorite and longest term sponsors is Shudder.com. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. Shudder is the streaming service with the best selection of horror, thriller, and supernatural movies, series, and originals from Hollywood favorites and cult classics to original series and critically acclaimed new genre films you won't find anywhere else. Uh, this, there's no commercials on Shudder. They're doing a special summer of chills right now, which means new movies every week, all summer long, including these upcoming exclusives. There's the boy behind the door. There's also uh slasher 
Flesh and Blood. There's also a bunch of others like Sun, Candisha, Pumpkinhead starts, uh, already started earlier this month, Jacob's Wife, all kinds of great stuff. And uh, if you want to try Shutter free for 30 days, you got to go to Shutter.com and use promo code HMT for Horror Movie Talk at checkout. And that gets you 30 free days of streaming Shutter. And uh, again, that's uh, Shutter.com. So head on over there and uh, support them and get access to a ton of horror movie titles and shows and originals and just a bunch of good stuff and it helps support the show so make sure to head over to shutter and show them some love also you should know if you're listening to these to these commercials you should know that you don't have to because there's a tier on our patreon where you get early access to episodes and we cut out the commercials so head on over there to patreon.com slash horror movie talk Take a look at all the different levels of patronage. That money goes straight to the podcast, and we make sure that it helps us grow. Um, I haven't taken any money out of this show yet. I've only spent money. Same mm-hmm. with Bryce. Right. And it's all going to make the show bigger and better, and Patreon is the best way to support us. Uh, another way is that a lot more people have been taking advantage of is head over to Horror Movie Talk dot com slash shop buy a shirt buy some stickers uh buy a coaster you just buy everything and uh that goes to support us and i'll i'll make sure that you get a nice little note um from us as well check out our resident artist dustin goble the man himself who fucks very hard um He's a professional artist, and he draws all of our uh, unique art for these episodes. And if you check him out at dgobel00 on Instagram, that's D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram, um, you will see uh, a plethora of his artistic talent at work. And he's actually started streaming on twitch.tv slash Dustin Goebel. Yeah, this is a great idea. I, I was so happy to see him do it because I'm like, yeah, this is, this a, is such no, a no there's brainer. no reason not to do it. It's because it's fascinating watching someone work with. Yeah. Someone with boundless amounts of talent at something you wish you could do. Right. Just like just like breezing through it. Right. And, he, and I asked. It's like watching Toddy. Yeah. <laughs> Todd McFarlane. Oh, on yes. YouTube. Well, yeah. With. Todd, though, you get this, like, dad feel. Right. You know, you get this, like, oh, here's a shark. He's got big teeth. Ah! You know, he, say, he says goofy stuff. Yeah. Dustin needs to work on his, the, amount of, uh, the amount of stuff he says, because I haven't heard him say anything. That's fine. I know, but I want him to. I want, I'm going to be peer pressuring him into doing this. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468, and um, we'll play you on air, most likely. So with that, thanks for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. David, Dad's poor right now. So, this movie starts off... Man, I, uh... This movie hit me, like, right 
just like square in the feels the whole way through. And I was telling you before the show started, I was like, man, I hope I hope you have something to say about this, because I just feel I just feel overwhelmed um, by a lot of this. Uh, And and it's making it hard for me. To go back through the movie, if mm. I feel like I have blinders on or something like that, um, which is weird, but it starts out with just grief, you know, like mm-hmm. just a, a um, we have. Yeah, I mean, it shows Rebecca Hall's character and um, it's revealed that she's just gone through a huge tragedy and um <laughs> the way they reveal what happens is is a great is a great uh, uh tactic They're which very, is holding it very close to the yeah chest. holding it very close to the vest and she's a teacher and she goes back to like a teacher um training day at school which is something that all teachers hate and she probably doesn't need to go but she goes anyways to have something to do normalcy just, probably yeah not just sit at home and mourn and pack up her dead husband's things um and then there's a scene where this mother like a total karen comes in she's like my son has a c and he was told that he would be able to make up this one project um and he came in on the last day of school and you weren't here and she's like, okay, so... Um, you, you know why I wasn't here that day? Do you want to know why no, I wasn't see, here this, this is great. This is a, a, a display of what exactly what to do with these people is just give them what they want immediately. Yeah. Right. And just look at them. Just be like, okay, here's a B. You what, want the B? What they, like, no, that's not what I... Okay, then what the fuck do you want? Why are you here? Yeah, what they really want is a scene. They want to argue and be right. Yeah. If you just like say, all right, whatever, here's your thing, but not accept that they're right in any way, it's like, what? Low key, this is the secret to life. (laughs) Give people exactly what they want right away and then just watch them marinate in the fact that they're an asshole. I I get so caught up with this so many times in my own life of like, I want to be helpful or I want to say the thing that's on my mind about a situation. And then I realize, like, that's no. not what people want to hear. I'll just give them what they want. I'll say, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing that you're looking With for. With no explanation. Simple. You dust your hands. Yeah. There you go. Just die a little inside. Let them live a lie. And it's not okay. even it's not even that, though. It S- saves marriages. Oh, my God, dude. It just simplifies everything. It's like, you know, it's it's a weird as a loudmouth. It's a weird thing to come to terms with that. You were the asshole the whole time, you know, like and I'm glad I'm coming to terms with it <laughs> now <clears throat> because I feel like there's a lot of people who just never even see it. They just go, I'm going to continue being the asshole. And then they just die on that hill, and everybody remembers them as the asshole. You know? Like, my grandma is fucking in the ground, the asshole. <laughs> like, uh, and so, like, it's just, just to, it's great to watch her, to watch Rebecca Hall be like, okay, here you go. 
Here's his B. Yeah. And, she, and the mom's like, like, no, well, that's I, not I, 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 it's not what I want. Oh, did you want an A? Here, he has an A now. Click, boom. Now we can now we can be done with this. Yeah. And then she reveals the reason why she wasn't in school the last day is that her husband shot himself in the head. Right. And she was a little indisposed. So I didn't know that. This yeah, because it's fucking personal. Of course you didn't know right. that. Do you she think I want to be sharing that with you? A person who I don't know, whose son I barely have any idea who they are? Like pfft. Yeah, it's a great display of like all right. You you get to like ignore each other's humanity to try to get what you want. Yeah, right. And then it you get slapped in the face with it of like, oh, I'm a terrible person. It's not even that she was a terrible person. It's just, it's just a dickery thing to do. Right. You know, it's just like this is the thing that you're expending your energy on today. Like you're here to talk to me about a letter on your kid's report card. Like I can't, I can't imagine going to a teacher and arguing about my kid's grade ever. Oh, like what does that teach your kids? All I mean, I get like advocacy and like standing up for your kids, but. Honestly, like going arguing about a grade, it's like, okay, they're the professional. There's a reason for why that grade is there. They're so they're, and then also, who the fuck cares? That's like, what, that's the main thing. What, this thing what where is they're it, professional. What does it matter? This thing where they're professional like I like I had a real tough time, very specifically with a couple teachers who were just just cruel to me. Just just flat out cruel. One who who made fun of me in class on a daily basis for being paranoid. And it made me so paranoid. Like it was, it was a form. I remember it being a formative and it was in a private school. So he could do anything he wanted. Right. And it was so mean looking back on it. Now I was like, why is this 70 year old man fucking with a seventh grader? Like, see, now I'm just really curious about what, you were vocally paranoid about that, that he was Do you want to know? Do you want to know what the thing was? He paired me up. Like, I... This was a history class. And history was the one class that I was actually interested in. And so I, I think I answered things. But I, I it wasn't like I was doing great or anything like that. But I was excited to be a part of it. And I think that the way I did it as a seventh grader is annoying. Uh-huh. You know, like... So I think I annoyed him. I don't know. I can't tell what his reasoning was. So he paired me up for this group project that determined like all this percentage of your grade with like the biggest fuck up ever. And so I had to carry this kid through this project, do all the work. And I was and I kept going to him being like, this kid is just fucking like just like not doing anything like this is all my work. And uh and he'd just go, oh, you're paranoid. You're par- you think he's not doing anything? I was like, no, objectively, he's not doing anything. I'm telling you, like, this is, like, you you did this to me. Like, why? And so then it was just, you know, it was just a thing that this, and it was terrible. And he kept calling, and he'd call me paranoid in front of the class. He went, oh, paranoid David over there. And be like, this is not helping. Why would you think that this is how? Like, that doesn't make any sense, though. Why would he say that's paranoid to say that your teammate isn't helping you right like, it doesn't make objective? any sense right it doesn't make any sense i can't and i can't remember the context for the whole thing i'm sure he found some part of it that was that seemed paranoid but 
it was it was not fun. It was a very bad time, hmm. and and uh, this school had a lot of problems. Yeah, a lot of problems. Like they were like against evo- They were teaching science that that mm-hmm. claimed that ev- evolution seven thousand year old Earth kind of thing. Yeah, evolution wasn't real, and I was like. I kept raising my hand in the science class being like, what? So, like, there were packs of wiener dogs running around? Like, like, no, that's breeding. And I was like, what the fuck is evolution if it's not breeding? And just, like, asking these basic questions got me in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I I can see where sticking up for your kids. I would have loved if my parents had stuck up for me. But. Well, that's that's different than a grade, though. Yeah. It's, uh, like. Yeah, I get advocating your child and saying, like, I'm hearing these stories of how you're treating my kid and I don't appreciate it. And, like, what's going on? What's your side of the story? And, yeah, like, how can we get this to stop? Or do I need to remove my child from your class kind of thing? But saying, like, you graded this paper as a B. Yeah. Like, he worked all night on this paper. And it's well-researched. Yeah. And I want you to show me... What about other papers received an A that my son didn't? And that's... Uh, yeah, that's, that's a non um, So anyways, that's that's how it's revealed. And then um, the, the main story is her going through his things and, and discovering that he has a secret life. Um, He's an architect. Outside of their life that involves other women. Like, it's slowly revealed that... For some reason, he has a bunch of pictures of other women that look almost so, but not quite entirely unlike her. So close to her, you know, like he got the meta just right. Right. (laughs) Like from the back, almost impossible to tell unless you know, knew that she didn't own that blouse. You know, the the casting person, this movie just put out a call for a Rebecca Hall type. Yeah, he, th- well, they clearly had the same taste as w- in women that I do. It was like, oh, uh, brunette and kind of angsty. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so that's what the majority of the the film is, is her being uh, really disturbed and, and bothered and like hunting down, like, what does this mean? And then the the real story of what the movie is is, is kind of, funny because she like stumbles across like here's what this is all about and she's like oh, who cares about that shit and then just like throws that stuff in the trash like the books about the labyrinth and oh, the occult stuff yeah it's yeah like, yeah oh huh, that's weird he's got a he's got a fetish with with the paranormal he's got a weird mirror plans blueprint of our house all right yeah, so he's an architect, and so he has, obviously, you know, any, if you know any architects, they just have plethoras of drawings. Mm-hmm. And so she finds this book with, like, kind of like, kind of like delves into, like, weird incantation-y bullshit, and, uh, and like, a mirror, a, a mirrored floor plan of their house. It's got, like, labyrinth, and the, the implication is that um, you're trying to deceive or trick or trap a... A spirit. Malevolent force. Right. Of some sort. Um, And she gets more and more obsessed with... The women. Yeah, the women and tracking down, like, what was he doing with these women and what was the secret life? And she keeps stumbling across other stuff. In the meantime, 
she's having these every night. Every night in the meantime is just like ape shit insanity. Yeah. She hears things go bump in the night and then she has these dreams that are very, very vivid, vivid and visceral. And she's like at different times in like a house across the lake and seeing her house and uh, seeing other women walking through her house and um the nighttime in this was the you know what it was like? It was like paranormal activity. You know how during the day in paranormal activity, it's light. Like, it's yeah. breezy. It's, uh-huh. oh, we're having fun. We're making jokes. We're pointing at, yeah. Uh-huh. And then nighttime hits and it's like, real shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's what the nighttime is here. It's like, I, here's the one thing, dude. Get the fuck out of the house. What are you doing? Why? Why? Well, here's the thing. Like she wakes up every time, so it's it all feels like a dream to her. It's Ugh. it's all like, well, this is these are really shitty dreams, and it's all uh, to process her husband's death. Really, I mean, it, it's all it all makes sense. It in all the, feels in the, kind of like grief. Yeah, it all makes sense in the context of someone's mind trying to make sense of grief mm-hmm. and like all these other things she's discovering, and. They do a lot of cool things around, like, um, like mirroring the the house and and like seeing things um, in reverse and like, like all these. There's a lot of cool- disorienting moments in this movie where you're con- where you just feel like you got off a merry-go-round too fast. Yeah, there's there's some great parts where I know that it probably does it a lot more than I noticed it, but there was a couple points where I noticed where like. Yeah. Oh, they're doing they're doing stuff with shots to specifically disorient you. Right. So she like goes up these stairs and then walks up in the door, turns and one way, and then the camera will be at a weird angle that'll yeah. make you go, "Wait, I thought she turned that way." Because she looks at a thing and then she reverse shot to her, and then back to where she looked, and everything's mirrored like subtly, like you, right. You honestly. Like, uh, like Merrill from Minnesota isn't going to notice, but if you like notice, well, she'll it, notice subliminally. She'll be she'll be thrown off, and that's a lot of what this movie did to me. Was I was like, what is happening? What is happening? I couldn't quite put my finger on the weird sense of like being thrown off. Right. I, I kept it just yeah. It just felt like being kind of dizzy coming off a merry-go-round, and being like. The world is sh- tilt shifted a little bit, right? Yeah, so it does a lot of that, and those two worlds eventually merge to where she learns more about what her husband was doing with these women, and then also it's revealed what's the underlying cause or purpose of what he was doing was, and how it's supernatural and how it relates to death, right? Um. And so the existential part is is her, um, many years. dealing dealing with death and and talking about her experience and the the difference in philosophies with between her and her husband, which is years and years ago she got in a horrible car wreck and actually died for four minutes. Yeah, on the uh, on the ER table or whatever it is. And her, you know, everyone asked her if there was a light at the end of the tunnel, and specifically her husband asked. Her. Yeah, and you know. 
and her answer was that there's there's nothing. There's no the the way this is great. I I yeah, loved yeah, I yeah. loved this line yeah. that they said that she said there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no light. There's just tunnel. Just tunnel. Which is like, whew. yeah. Just that line is like, wow. I don't want to feel that feeling right now. And that's the uh, that's what they do for the rest of the movie is is try to portray that yeah. as the monster, right? Of like the tunnel is the monster, you know? Yeah, the nothing. The nothing. It's the it's the return of the never ending story. Yeah. So. Um, and her husband is the opposite. He's he believes in an afterlife, and, and it feels like. And then he leaves this really kind of cryptic note to her as a suicide note that says, "I can't remember." I exactly have it. What it says. I have it written down here. Um, the suicide note says, "You were right. There was nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now." Now, so it's a cryptic note. And, and, you know, at first read, you go, nothing is after you. Okay, whew, you're safe now. But what it really ends up meaning is there's a, there is a thing out there, a thing named nothing, the nothingness, you know, like death or something like that. Yeah. The, it's, it's this weird, like haiku. Yeah. Where you can take it any number of ways. You can so say, many. like, there's nothing after you, or that you could say, there's, there's no nothing after you. Nothing is after you. Yeah, there's nothing after you. Right. It's after you. It's coming yeah, after something you. Something is, the and the thing's name is nothing. Right. Or you could say, there's nothing after you. Right. Nothing like, after you. Yeah. Like, so, I'm dead now. Yeah. There's nothing after you for me. That's, you're it. Or there's, when you die, there's nothing, you don't exist anymore. Right. There's nothing after you now. Right. So it's like it's a real mind fuck. Yeah, I mean, because it kind of all means all those things. Yeah, it just shows like how impressive the writing is. Yeah, it's, it's really subtle, but can work in so many different ways. Um, and also, I mean, I I saw like a couple short clips of of interviews, and and I think um, Bruckner. I can't remember the director. I think it's David Bruckner. The the director specifically. Yeah, David Bruckner. Like, would give um, advice to the actors of, like, remember, this could all be in her head. Mm -hmm. So that's also an option. Like, you could also analyze this movie as, like, none of this is real. It could all be in her head. Right. It's, like, it's kind of the same thing as the Babadook. It's like, this could all just be her going insane and acting out crazy, you know? And that there's no actual malevolent force. She's just right dealing with grief. Because if you think about it, um, there's no evidence. You know, when those right. texts that she was receiving from her dead husband, they didn't exist when she checked the phones the next day. And it's not like she was in an alternate when universe. She was having these really vivid dreams all the time. Yeah. And... There wasn't actually an alternate universe. There actually was like a house across, yep, kind of from them, but also yeah. was it there? Simultaneously, so a lot of things are true all at once, right? Which is how life is. You know, uh -huh. it's like it, her husband loved her, um, but he was also he also built a mirror house across the lake where he killed women. 
Like, he yeah. literally lured, I don't know, d- a dozen women into this house and murdered them. And, but, simultaneous to the, okay, so he's a fucking serial killer. Right. Uh, for sure. But, he was doing he it was, to save her. He was doing it to save her. In his mind, he was uh-huh. saving her from the nothing by creating this house across the river that's going to confuse the nothing and trap it over there. But because he keeps bringing women back over there. So, so the long and short of it is when she died and she saw nothing and she came back to report to her husband, there's nothing. And it was, it's basically the plot of, of, uh, Final Destination. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's death. Death is, is just coming after her. Death is got a taste of her when she died originally in Tennessee in the car crash. And now it wants her. And her husband somehow, uh, determined that to be, you know, the, her husband somehow determined this and was like, I have to save my wife from this thing. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to research the occult. I'm going to build this house over here. That's a mirror of our house. And I'm going to trap it in there with people who look like my wife by continuing to lure these people who look like my wife in there and using like little incantation-y bullshit to like keep it over there. And, um, and so, and, and it's also revealed that he doesn't really want to be doing this. Right. One of his victims, uh, you know, comes, comes over or she, um, uh, Rebecca, uh, or Beth, (laughs) Beth finds one of these women that her husband took pictures of and is like, you had sex with my, this, this confrontation was spectacular where she's like, okay, out with it. Like you were flirting with my husband. You had sex with him. Tell me about it. Like, let's hear it. He's dead now. So I think you owe me at least this. And, uh, and she reveals, oh yeah, you know, he kept luring me over to this like weird like house that he was building and like and they started choking me and i wasn't into that <laughs> i wasn't into it so i said stop and then he drove me home so and he, I, have, I have a question he cried you know so i'm on tiktok and it feels like all the young people are really into choking during sex like they all allude to it and they all like want to be choked if you're going to be the victim of a serial killer as a young woman nowadays, like how can you tell if they're a serial killer or if they're just into choking you? Like at what point does it flip your the switch in your mind of like, "Oh, I should be worried now." When you die. Yeah, and it's just like mm. well, I mean, dangerous games. You know, it could just be I I don't I'm not sure that they are all into choking. Maybe that's just shorthand for sex, you know? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, anal stuff. It's like, how many people are really into this? Or is this just, like, the shorthand kind of thing? Hmm. Or if it is, like, the most extreme. What's the shorthand for anal? <laughs> just, I I refuse to believe that people are just having anal all the time. And that's, like, Oh, it's definitely in about. the minority. If right. you're, yeah. I, um, I would think. Sure. Hmm. Boy, I we, mean, what porn tells me is that anal is the number one version, and you're doing it with your stepsister. <laughs> maybe you are. That's what that's what pop culture is telling me. Wow, pop, that's that's what your porn feed looks pop like. Pop porn huh? culture. Um, yeah, no, maybe we should get a maybe we should get a a vote going on the Facebook group, and just just to filter out like, who takes part in oral sex, uh, vaginal sex, anal sex. 
um, choking, like, mm-hmm. and then we can get like a spread. You know, we mm. can start a spreadsheet going on. Yeah. A spread. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so back to this nuanced and very uh, uh, impressive yeah. movie. So, so like the big reveal is that basically her husband is being influenced by this malevolent force, which is nothing. And the way they portray it is fantastic. It's, yeah. it's the, it's like a human form in, in the void of objects. So it's like, you know, those like little arts and crafts that say Jesus, you know, in between uh-huh. the sticks. Yeah. It's like that. Except Jesus. Yeah. He's a bad guy. <laughs> right. But it's it's really fun to to play with the the mind's excellent ability to see human forms and things, you know. And then and then use that with like special effects to enhance that ability to like uh, Yeah. And it's really cool. It's like one of the Jesus is the brand. <laughs> Jesus is the bread. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it was really cool. And, the, and it's like all the cards on are on the table of, like, explaining why your husband was doing the things that he did and that nothing, that the basically death was after her. And then it ends with her almost committing suicide. Right. But being She's... pulled back into reality or into... Well, she's, Life she's by in her the, friends. and how I read that was, I mean, you can read it all kinds of different ways, but just the way that I chose to read this whole thing, it was, um, she was overcome with despair and depression and grief. Right. And, um, and her world was spiraling into this nothing, you know, like she, it was all within her head the whole time. I can't imagine if you lose your family basically like if you're if your wife and kids died in a accident like how hard would it be not to just commit suicide yeah for me i'd just be like okay well i guess i got i know what i gotta do now that's it like i i just like what's like why why would you go on yeah what's what's the point you know it's I mean, I've I think about this more than I'd like to admit uh, just last weekend when Carrie went far away, you know, for a couple of days. I was like, so this is what life would be like without Carrie, huh? I got to stay strong for the girls, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, the way I chose to read this was for for me, the, the truth in this movie was that, yeah, she was just overcome by grief and she had that she reached that point, that moment where she was ready to embrace the nothing, you know, she was ready to go back there and it almost got her except for her friends pulled her, pulled her out of it. You know, that was yeah. the, that was the lifeline. Her friends came running to the boat, to the dock and were like, Hey, Hey, no, don't do this. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't do this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it really like, the metaphor of the nothing it was great. Uh, the 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 friends coming to help her and save her, and she had the best friend ever. Like this this other mm. teacher who was her friend was 
the best friend. Right. Like this is she she was such a good actress and she and her all of her actions and all of her emotions were so perfectly on point. I was just like, man, I wish I knew this lady. Like she is the best version of a best friend right. that you could have. And it worked so well in the movie because that's what you need. Just understanding and supportive, but also like concerned and and pushes back on when you're being self-destructive. Kind right. Of thing. Yeah, super good. She was the most recognizable actor out of the whole movie for me. Cause, really? Because she's in Barry. She's like the, the main female lead in Barry. Oh. Um, which is a fantastic show that you well, should see if you haven't watched it. Sarah Goldberg yeah. as Claire in this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, Rebecca Hall like carried this movie. Like Her performance oh, was yeah. fantastic. Um, and really, like, a pretty unique character and basically how ballsy she was, you know, consistently, like, not giving a fuck. Yeah. Especially after, like, she's lost everything, which is, a you know, an obvious path that you can take. Yeah. If you've lost everything. I mean, it's one of the paths. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um... The sk- let's talk about, take a minute to talk about uh, I'm sorry did you have something you were going to I just saw one of your bullet points was haunted crown molding <laughs> yeah smiling at that the uh, yeah the house is definitely seems haunted you know which again something believable that you might experience following the you know you feel like the place where you experience life together is cursed somehow but let's talk take a minute because we have not done any justice to the scares in this yeah, so this is probably one of the most impressive like things in the filmmaking aspects of it or the directing aspects where you're so trained with like The Conjuring yeah. and movies of that ilk of setting up the jump scare and delivering, right? and this delays it so far <laughs> and like fakes you out so many times where it's just that perfect feeling of dread yeah and it's not like okay i so okay that's what it is like you watch a horror movie and if you've seen like a billion of them you're like okay i see what they're doing they're building up this moment and then it's gonna jump yeah. Yeah. this one i honestly didn't know what was coming next <laughs> like i could not foretell when something was coming right or if it was coming or what it was going to be very restrained barely ever but what it did have in spades was just that ongoing feeling of dread anytime uh, that it was like uh, the nighttime and she was going through her deal man whenever somebody'd knock on the door like really insistently i i oh my <laughs> god dude that was like the ultimate for me oh man the, did have one fantastic jump scare holy, holy shit, shit. Oh, i was man. out of my goddamn seat i was <laughs> hyperventilating for like uh, 30 seconds following that i was like oh 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 my god was, oh Whoa! Let my guard down for a minute. And yeah, it fucking. I audibly took said, a "Dick!" and shoved it way up my ass. I mean, I, I'll fall for. I'll, I'll be affected by jump scares. I'm not like, you know, complete stoicist or anything. But this one, I audibly yelled out, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, because it, it was so, like, shocking, and it was. It's not like it was 
crazy. It was very simple, but it it came literally out of the blue. Like it was like a. Ugh. It's kind of like when a uh, horror video game just someone something appears out of nothingness, you know, and it's, it was so unexpected. Oh man, uh, that and it came pretty early, right. and it just set up the rest of the movie for me to be like, "Holy shit, this thing, this movie can scare me." so badly right so i was just like the whole rest of the movie i was like oh oh what's it gonna do what's it gonna do yeah that uh that was legitimately crazy i was so fucking impressed by that yeah i won't forget that for a long time yeah so like the horror aspects and the the suspense aspects of it were fantastic the storytelling the acting like it's 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 such a great movie and and i hope a lot of people go see it Especially since there's not really much out there. There's like the the next guy or whatever it is, like the video game movie with uh, oh yeah, Ryan funny boy guy. Yeah, funny boy. Not Ryan Gosling. No, Ryan. Not Ryan Philippi. No. <laughs> no, not on any of them. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Thank you. Deadpool and it's and like the dude weird Ryan action. Reynolds is is in a new movie every week this year yeah every week this year Ryan he's, Reynolds is in a movie he's uh making his mark so anyways like yeah I, I can't think of any movie that would be better to watch um in the next coming weeks than this well I guess Candyman's coming out next week oh so. shit that's right but hang on hang on but hang I would be I would honestly be impressed if Candyman's gonna end up being better than this movie um, yeah, it would surprise me. You'd have to make a really, really good motherfucking movie. And if anybody's capable of doing that, uh, you know, Peel is. But OK, so here, here here's what Ryan Reynolds is in just just this year. Free Guy, um, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which has a stupid first act and then is a hilarious second act. Uh, the Crude's A New Age, which my kids love. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Wait, I feel like there's more. Anyway, uh, I guess not. He's in a bunch of Pokemon movies. <laughs> what the fuck? Anywho. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, just a lot of really cool things about this movie. And, and yeah. Go see it, in my Go opinion. Yeah. And uh, with that. Let's get into bad reviews for good movies, Gremlins edition. Okay, so this is a bit where we pull up Google user reviews of a certifiably spectacular movie. I mean, it's universally loved, Gremlins. Mm -hmm. uh, 1984, and uh, and then we read the bad ones, primarily. Um Boy, it got kind of, wow, got loud in here. Sorry. Um, so let's see here. First review is uh, is by Morgan Evans. One star. When I was a child, my dad bought the, brought this movie home for us to watch, and I wish he didn't. I watched half of the movie and immediately ran out of the room. I ended up forgetting about the movie because we threw away to CD. But in second grade, something happened. They put Gremlins on Netflix for about one year, I was terrified to go on Netflix because I didn't want to risk seeing Gremlins. Bryce, 
Do you ever avoid Netflix for a year because of a title? Because you risk because you risk accidentally the clicking on the, accidentally clicking on the title and then being forced to sit through an hour and a half. Um, I knew they weren't real, but the sight of them terrified me, including the small furry ones. My sister one time was on Netflix, and I turned my head in case she passed the movie, and she said, I am done, and I turned my head, and boom, gremlins. I was deeply terrified. I have never been that terrified in my life. I won't watch the movie again, even though I am not scared anymore, but I don't recommend you to watch this movie at all. One star. Wow. That's, a, that's an interesting stance. Um, just turning your head anytime the movie shows up. That's kind of like you with uh, Ghoulies. When when you would walk into the, the uh-huh. movie store, you'd see that Ghoulies yeah. cassette, and you'd be like, ah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Specifically if I went to the bathroom. So you Can't ye- sit on that Ghoulie toilet. Ye ma- oh, go ahead. You got one? Agnes Nakawunda. Says, I got to say, this movie gives me nightmares. I watched this since grade four, and I promised myself never in my life will I watch this again. This deserves a one out of five. Sorry for all the Gremlin movie fans out there. Thanks, Agnes. So she said it gives her nightmares, and she's watched it since fourth grade. One out of five. You know, why would, I, I'm why tr- would you I'm watch to... a movie over and over again that you didn't like? Bryce. I don't know why I like this bit, but I do. I think because it, because it, it, it shows. It, it. I think because I feel like it showcases stupid, stupid people. Mm. You know, it's mm. like oh, the these. So it like vindicates see, my position on the movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Like five star reviews do that too. Like you can see five yeah. star reviews for just the worst movies with the awful opinions, but. It's distilled in the one-star reviews. Yes, every single one. For good movies. Yeah, Ye Master 990 says one star. The gremlins have invaded my school. They have taken the new cafeteria from us. My evidence is that my school's lunch, otherwise known as Sodexo, has been destroyed. People are dying dying to this cause. I can back this up by saying that the gremlins are horrible. Gremlins are very horrible. They are ruining my life experience. They are making me do a horrible disease named coronavirus, Ebola, and cancer. As a conclusion, I can say that gremlins are gay. <laughs> I feel like he had a stroke halfway through that. He can. He says that gremlins are gay. Maddie Oliv- Oliva, two weeks ago, gives it one star. She says... I have never watched this film before. I have seen comments on how scary it is, so I won't be watching this film. Thank you very much. So many one-star reviews are, I've never seen this film, and I never will. One star. This is why... Which is a testament to how how much much people think their opinion matters. Yeah. Oh. Oh, this burns deeply when you say that out loud. Yeah. My opinion does matter, though, Bryce. It doesn't. Oh. My opinion doesn't matter. Actually, no. That opinion that you just had, that doesn't matter. It doesn't. What it is, we have a podcast, so our opinion matters. Is that how that works? We're professional movie reviewers now. The bar to entry to podcasting is so high. We're professional. 
Jonah L says one star. I wanted to watch 1984 version of the movie and not 2017 one. So beware. What you get here is not the cute horror with Gizmo, but a disgusting one that I don't recommend watching to anyone, even those that like bloody horrors. There is no Con- 2017 one. What's, Con- what are they talking about? Joanna is confused because she's leaving this review on the 1984 Gremlins. Uh, uh, um, Alina Rodriguez... Is it me or is a lot of these? Okay, never mind. I, I know where you're going with this. Uh, it was a lot so of scary. women. It was so <laughs> scary when I was little. Now that I've seen enough videos, I think Gizmo is too cute. One star. One star. <laughs> Tyler B says, "My friend Andrew said it was a funny movie, but it's supposed to be scary. We don't like mom's microwaving gremlins." Wow, Tyler, one star for that seems. Uh, a little far. Uh, Pancaked Cats says, This is scary. The gremlins have ruined my bus services and have eaten my friends. Help. All right. It's just, these people have too much time on their hands. I'm moving to three star reviews. I feel like anyone. Okay. Like, I. Okay. I'm going to get into a thing now because I'm slowly realizing how old I am and how my view is different than um, modern internet users, uh-huh. which is like... Zoomers. I've never gotten behind, like, I've got to leave a review and build up my catalog of reviews to where these sites like... Um, what's that site? The film review site where it just catalogs your own reviews of movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Film Dio something. <sighs> Anyways, like... It's one of those, and it's almost made for us specifically because we're movie reviewers. And so, if we wanted to keep track of what our scores and what we said about the movies, we could do it on there. It happens so happens that we have a website that does that. But like doing that, or going on Amazon and leaving product reviews, or going on IMDb and leaving reviews, like I don't have enough time in my day to record all of my opinions on things like it really has to be like even even the worst service i've ever gotten even like the worst like experience the hell that i had with like um uh restoring my house after water damage it was literally just the worst thing that could happen at all stages and i was like i'm gonna leave such a bad review and i just never did so who who gives a fuck oh i do i do you know specifically the thing that i use it most commonly for is you know, so Google Google reviews. If you want to help or hurt right. a, a local business, you can do so with a Google review, right? Specifically, right? And uh, and I have a no soliciting sign on my door. Just don't fucking knock on my door with your bullshit. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, there's bugs. I like the bugs. I like them. Some fucking super handsome nineteen year old kid comes zooming up on a on a goddamn scooter. Hey, um, you have spiders. It's like, yeah, it's it's by design. The spiders keep the bugs out. <laughs> uh, uh, knock, knock, knock. Hey, hey, um, hey. I know it says do- I would be talking to your neighbor. I'm like, I don't talk to them either. Why are you f- get the fuck out of here? And then I go. Well, no. First, I go. What's your name? What's the company you work for? 
thanks. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna leave some shitty review on your website that says I don't use this service, but they don't have any respect for no soliciting signs. Don't hire them. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's just such a non-starter, and it's the same thing with like the uh, the parent that goes in to argue about a letter grade. It's like I just I don't care enough. Yeah. Well, I like I like that, I, and that of- really tells me if I do, that means like that's impressive. Like, that's impressive that I took time to yeah. write two sentences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, with that, thank you for listening to Horror Movie Talk. We Let's thank our new patrons. Oh, yeah. Good idea. That's a, that's a good idea. But uh, in the meantime, I'd like to say thank you for listening to us. We review new movies, new and old, every Wednesday. Um, we also... Uh, review one movie a month on Patreon that uh, that only patrons of a certain tier, the $33 tier currently, get to listen to. So consider hopping over there if you like, uh, if you like our reviews. Um, thanks this month to... Uh, Clay L. and Sereva E. from Russia. Well, Sereva is from Russia. Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, I actually sent a thank you card to her yesterday it's the first time i've addressed mail to russia it's pretty pretty easy but uh in talking with her on patreon uh she said we'll see how long it takes to get here um because russian uh mail service is slow in the best of times so here's our marker it's the what is it the 21st of august i think Uh uh-huh is so i sent it on the 20th of august so we will get to time the timeliness of both the American and Russian uh, mail service, um, and we'll get to see how exactly how long it takes because we, we we sent it on the twentieth of August. If you guys would like to help the show, do so by heading over to nightchannels.com using that HMT code at checkout to get thirteen percent off. Also, you can help us by buying our merch uh, or shopping on Amazon if you just head to our site horrormovietalk.com clicking through those links at the top of the site says buy stuff on Amazon or or, you know buy stuff on our shop Um, special thanks to all our patrons and Dustin Goebel I I wanted to get Dustin on this episode but he did not have time uh, to get a babysitter so um, so maybe we'll be hearing from Dustin soon Big thanks to everyone. If you'd like to get a hold of the show, get on our uh, horror movie horror segment. You can do so by calling 682-253-4468. You guys have a great week. Horse. Have a great week. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner, rum, sun kiss. 
Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner, rubs nothing good. In the woods, always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona, Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show one titty, pretty. Paganism you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breath. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy HMT Horror Movie Talk Hold on, they don't like Halloween Fuck them I feel like we're going to get an influx with the SS Experiment Camp, too. They're planning something, and I'm wondering what it is. I almost wanted to ask Dustin to go, to go infiltrate and, re- and report. Yeah? Just say, like, hey, Dustin, like, get really interested in what they're, in what they're doing and tell us, you know. Or we could recruit someone else, too. We get go to court to do it or something. 